0: what's up guys welcome to the amazing Clarks podcast my name is Anthony Clark
1: and I'm Melanie Clark
0: and we are the the amazing Amazing Clarks Clarks. so today what are we going to talk about babe
1: we are going to talk about love report cards and the 10 dimensions of love
0: that's right the love report cards so um what are the love report cards what are the 10 dimensions of love Um, How is it used? What is it used for? And this show, guys, you guys are going to learn all about this amazing tool that we believe is going to change thousands, if not millions, of relationships. That's what I'm banking for. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: Love it. So we created the Love Report cards because we were working with couples and we wanted to help them to get on the same page. And Anthony and I realized when we were dating that we had done things in the past in our former marriages very traditionally. So we were on a mission to do things very differently. We wanted to test things out. So Anthony always says we used our marriage as a guinea pig. I don't know what that means, but we just tested things. And what we found was there were 10 areas that if we focused on them and we brought them into our marriage, we had real success. So Anthony, who is a genius creator. Oh, thank you, baby. I got to give you props. Like, uh, honestly, honey, like you are a genius creator. So Anthony created the love report cards and the 10 dimensions of love are the 10 things that you must have in your relationship to feel satisfied and fulfilled.
0: Right. So it's like people say all the time, focus on your relationship. Build your relationship, grow your relationship, work on your relationship. Like, how do you do that? Because there's so many areas to a relationship. And so you could be working on one area, let's say sexually, but then you're, you're neglecting the communication or you could focus on the communication, but you're neglecting the the attention, um, being attentive and being there and present with your partner. So like you can be all over the place. So with the love report cards, the goal was what if we just simplified it? What if we just narrowed it down? So like when you're working on a car, you don't worry, like, you don't have to, to know about the bolts and how the <laughs> transmission was built. You just need the certain components. Okay, oil, gas, water, um, transmission fluid. It's the basics. So if you know all I got to do is check on these reservoirs each time these different areas, make sure they're okay, then it's simple. So with the love report cards, what we did was we picked the 10 most vital areas of a relationship. And if you and your partner can keep each other fulfilled in these 10 areas, it's almost guaranteed that you're going to have an amazing relationship. And so what are those 10, 10 areas? And we call them the 10 dimensions of love.
1: So they are trust, honesty, consideration, communication, attitude, attentiveness, Supportiveness, physical appearance, romance, and sex.
0: You got it. So she's absolutely right. So this, my my wife is brilliant, and my wife is funny, and my wife is um, she has an amazing memory. So uh, no, I'm gonna play I, a game here. I feel I'm gonna like, take her phone away because the 10 like the of love is on the phone. Wait, and I'm gonna have my wife break it down to you off the okay. top of her, her dome. She's okay. gonna go freestyle on you, and she's just gonna drop the ten dimensions without looking at her phone. All right, okay, okay, okay. Ready, baby, She's gonna but do it. I have faith in you. I know wait, you can do it.
1: Wait, I just have to say this. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I, 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 I am gonna do it, but I'm gonna say this. I don't take up brain space remembering stuff. Mm-mm. I don't need to remember. Mm-mm. I know I how to return to it in my notes. I keep <laughs> notes, <laughs> so I don't, I don't run around memorizing. I know you don't. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine. I I have enough. I have enough to memorize. All right, so let me let me try. Um, are you going to tell me if I got it right though? Yeah. Okay. Of course I got you. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Trust, honesty, consideration, communication, attitude. Mm. Physical appearance, Mm. romance, and Mm. sex. I think I missed two. I think you
0: missed two, but that's pretty damn good. Good job. (laughs) Thanks.
1: See, give me my notes. I don't need to memorize because I have notes.
0: So it's trust, honesty, consideration, communication, attitude, attentiveness, supportiveness, supportiveness, physical appearance, romance, and sex. So those are the 10 dimensions. So now the way that it works is that originally when we did it, when we created it, we were using it. So that couples, like say for example, if Melanie and I were using it, I would grade her performance in all ten areas. So when it comes to trust, what grade would I give her? And then I'd give her a grade, A, a B, C, D, or F. And we are couples. Do,
1: wait, wait. What grade do I get?
0: What grade did you get? Yeah. You get an A. But I'm saying. Yeah, winning. But I'm in the <laughs> beginning. We used it. That's how we used it. So the couples would grade their partner, the partner's performance in that area, and then leave a comment. (laughs) Yeah. And and they do it for each one. The
1: comment would say why.
0: Yeah, why you gave your partner that grade when it comes to trust. When it comes to honesty, what grade do you give your partner? A, B, C, D, or F? And you give your partner a grade, and then you leave a comment of why you gave that partner a grade, whether good or bad. And so then once you go through all 10, then it'll give you an overall grade average, and that'll be the grade average for your relationship. So then the woman would turn around and do it back to the, to the, to the, uh, her partner mm-hmm. or the, a partner, whoever, it doesn't have to be male, or women, male or female. So it was a great idea and we had a couple try it. The first couple out the gate and they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> they we the, helped they them break they up. They used the report card and they ended up breaking up. And so at first it was like, Whoa, wait a minute. No. Oh. That wasn't what we intended, right? But then, when we spoke to the the end of the the the, the, the woman and the lady in the relationship, she's told us that actually it was good because what it did, it made them face reality because the relationship had been suffering for a long time and both of them were ignoring it and they were both too afraid to leave and they weren't going to change and they couldn't change it no matter how hard they tried, but they didn't want to be the first one to leave. So when they read the, neither they, one of us. Yeah. So when they graded the report <laughs> card, it was right there in their face, that the relationship was like a D relationship, a D or F, and so very gently they just decided, a friend, still being friends, but they broke up.
1: Right, but that's not good. That's not good for us as relationship coaches. The, we don't want to be breaking people the, up. The breakup coaches. No, and when we created love report cards, we were really starting to really heavily get into law of attraction, energy work. And, you know, the point of law of attraction is to focus on what you want. So we switched how people utilized the love report cards. And we asked them to give people good grades, focus on what they were doing well, and then give them positive feedback. Because what is rewarded is repeated. And the report cards can really help people um, learn what their partner needs, learn what um, these 10 dimensions mean to each other. And then we started seeing some real success, way more success with the report cards because it was a communication tool. People were using it to communicate with each other. And then the other thing that was so awesome that I just love is we noticed that their grades were similar to each other. So if one person gave... Their partner a you know a D in communication. Generally, the other partner was also giving their spouse a D in communication, so they were right. mirroring each other.
0: You know what? I want to come back and touch on that in a second, okay. but let me sw- sw- go back around real quick. So, when initially we had the couples grade each other honestly and then send it to each other, it created con- more more conflict, and. But I still felt like, no, this is important. I don't want to change this aspect of it.
1: We fought over this bit. Yeah, we actually fought over it. Yeah, we, we, had, we had some yeah. big fights over yeah, this. Yeah, we needed
0: a love report card for ourselves for that one. And <laughs> yeah, so, we did. <laughs> and so I I realized that what happened was that the couples, with, with them being honest with each other, they didn't have the understanding, the awareness, or the expertise or guidance on their own to work it out. Yeah. Um. But True. it was great because it was an assessment tool mm-hmm. that's the part that I liked about it that it enabled couples to immediately assess the relationship strengths and weaknesses because when you go through that report card everything's not a hope everything's not going to be a F even if the relationship is not that great right so you're going to get maybe a D here a b here a, f, a C here a f here a d here and yes there's the area that needs to be improved but look at the areas you're doing pretty good in as well So at that point, we were like, okay, we can't have them use it without our expert guidance. Mm -hmm. And then after that, what we did is we had couples use it and grade each other honestly, but they sent it to us, not Not each other. other. Yes, And that made a big difference because now once they sent it to us, we can go over it with them on our own and use our our professional um, experience and expertise um, to walk them through the process. And that's what we did. And that worked great. It was a great assessment tool. Then the next thing we did was using it with the law of attraction. Because like Melanie said, with the law of attraction, what you focus on increases. And with a lot of couples, for one, they don't take the time to appreciate each other. And love is appreciation in its smallest and most concentrated form. So the more you appreciate something, the more you'll like it. And if you keep appreciating it, you'll love it. And if you continue to appreciate it, you'll fall in love with it. So if you l- use the 10 dimensions for that purpose, it's great. So it will start like this. Okay, even if my partner's not trustworthy, not being very trustworthy, if I keep saying my partner's not trustworthy and focus on my partner not being trustworthy, then I'm going to f- attract more things from my partner that's going to prove that my partner is not trustworthy. So that will eventually destroy the relationship. But with the law of attraction, what you want to do, if you want more trust, focus with gratitude and appreciation on trust. So maybe your partner is not doing major things that makes you trust them. But there are little things that you can look and find and see. Go, look, I trust trust. I could trust my partner. Look, here's an example. Here's an example. And the more you find examples and look for examples of you being able to trust your partner, and then you express to your partner all the time, I trust you. You're so trustworthy. I really appreciate that I trust you, so, that I could trust you so much. Eventually, with the law of attraction, you're gonna start to attract more and more experiences where your partner's gonna step up to the plate and prove that they're trustworthy. So you just grew that area of your relationship by changing your perspective. You didn't have to change your partner. You just had to change your perspective. And then you do that with all 10 areas on a relationship and on a report card. And eventually your appreciation will help you to grow and attract more of each of those dimensions.
1: Well, not only that, I won't get into the depths of it today, but it'll actually help you to see more of it. Because one of the things that I know I notice with couples and even in our own relationship is, you know, once once someone does something, it tends to turn into the story of that's who that person is. And then it defines that person. Mm -hmm. And so the report cards help you say like that just because somebody did something that made them untrustworthy once doesn't mean that they're not trustworthy completely. Mm -hmm. You have to go back and rebuild the trust. So it helps you to have conversations about trust. It helps you to um, communicate to each other what trust means to you. That's the other thing. People have different definitions of what these 10 dimensions mean. So they get to have communication. They get to talk about what it means to them and what they need to feel that from their partner.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree 100%. So the other thing that was really cool about the love report cards, because we found that it was so versatile, we could use it in so many ways. It was crazy. One of the cool ways we could use it as well is have individuals grade themselves. So not only do you grade your partner, of course, it's easy to grade your partner and say what your partner is not doing right. But then we would have the couples grade themselves. And like Melanie said, something crazy happened. It turned out that the things, the areas that they were complaining about their partner, the dimensions where they were giving their partners low grades, when they graded themselves, it was the same thing. So it was a mirror. The couples were mirrors of each other. So the thing that your partner's doing, it's irritating you because you guys are mirrors. Like what happens is that you're doing the same thing to your partner. You might be doing it in a different way, but you're doing it. And so... That was really, really revealing when we found that part out.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, the other thing that's interesting about it is when we have single people Uh grade someone they're dating.
0: Yeah, this is great for, this. yeah, the the report card is great for singles too.
1: Man, it's been amazing. I'm just going to call it out for the single ladies. You know the single ladies that get stuck on a guy and it's not working, but they just keep holding on and holding on. Generally, it's because they're focused on like a couple of dimensions of love, but they're not, they're not looking at, you know, they're, they're like, but you know, he's hot. So physical appearance, the sex is great Mm -hmm. and he's romantic, but he never shows up when he says he's going to, Mm -hmm. he doesn't care about what I have going on in my life. Mm -hmm. He's cranky most of the time, which is attitude. And when they do this report card, they can no longer lie to themselves and say, this is a good match. It is laid out right there for them. And now it's a choice. They're no longer a victim in that relationship of, I don't know what's going on and why I can't get what I want. This person is showing you they don't have it. They're Mm -hmm. not showing up in a position to be committed in a relationship. They are not ready.
0: That's right. And in order for a relationship to work, you, you need two people that are what we call relationship active. Yes. Relationship active. And relationship active is that when not only do you want a great relationship, long-term relationship, but not only are you committed to having it, but you're willing to do whatever it takes in order to get it. Whether that means counseling, whether that means reading books, whether that means, you know, really having to take hard looks at yourself and making changes that are hard to make, whether that means, you know, going through the shit with your partner and through the storm over and over again. Whatever it takes, you're willing to do it. That's relationship active. Al Bundy from Married With Children, was the opposite of relationship active. Right. When you sit on the couch and you got your hands in the pants and you're drinking your beer and your your whole family's falling apart and you're just like, eh, whatever, eh, whatever, I don't care. Turn on the game. You, my friend, are relationship inactive and should not be in a relationship. So in order for a relationship to work, you need two people, two people, not one, two, that are relationship active. Otherwise, it's like, if one person's relationship active and the other one isn't, it's like climbing a mountain, being tied to somebody that doesn't want to climb with you, and you got to carry them up that mountain. Eventually, you both are going to fall. So, if you're single and you're dating people, and you use the report card, and you see like, you know what, we're not compatible in these areas, and, my, and this person's not willing to look at themselves or change or do anything about it, and then that person is relationship inactive. And that's a sign. Run, Forrest, run, run, (laughs) run.
1: But if they are relationship active, they may be willing to learn and to grow and get some help. And that's okay. Not, Not everybody learns how to do this stuff. Not everybody has access to great relationships in their life. And we really model behavior that we see. And it's interesting that you use Al Bundy as a example of how men are inactive in relationship. And we just have to be honest with ourselves. Most of the images and role models of men are not relationship active they don't show men you know showing up and doing the work and trying to figure it out and communicating
0: deeply well
1: yeah that's why uh, black love was created so that we could see that so that we could understand that that actually happens and i feel like it's happening more and more more and more men are willing to do that but there's still a large part of the male population that's like nope uh uh-uh. uh we're fine. Yeah. I don't need to do nothing. I don't need to talk to nobody. I don't need to nobody know my business. Everything's fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's there's true. no communication. There's no connection. And those relationships end. So I that, think it's important to have those examples.
0: Then that little boy, that son of theirs, he's in the corner. Watching. He's watching that and he's going, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like dad. Yeah. Whether he realizes he's, gonna, he's watching or not, but that's what usually happens. Yep, 100%. And like, and like I said, it's not the the point that you don't know the information, it's the fact that you're willing to do whatever it takes, you're too willing to grow. To go there, you got to grow there. So the report cards, um, it's a great tool for that. It's a great tool to use to see if someone's relationship active. It's a great tool to use to see your relationship strength and weaknesses and areas you can grow. It's a great um, tool to use the law of attraction to know specifically what do I focus on with gratitude and appreciation? Because I could tell you, hey, in your relationship, just focus on gratitude and appreciation. You can do that, but it's not as powerful as if I can tell you exactly where. I'm going to give you 10 areas where to focus on with gratitude and appreciation on a consistent basis and express that gratitude and appreciation to your partner. And so, got to love that. Now, the report cards are really important, too, because... And we call it the love report cards for this reason as well. There's this thing called limerence, where when couples first get together and they fall in love, that falling in love is the brain creating a chemical cocktail called oxytocin and dopamine. And it basically, it gets you high when you're in love. And that's that feeling of infatuation, that excitement. Anytime you think about your partner, you get excited. Anytime you're around them, you get excited. You get that rush. You get a high. And the brain is literally responding as if it's on cocaine, literally the same exact response. So when you're in limerence, when you're in passionate love, you automatically focus on the things you love and appreciate about your partner. The nature nature is doing it for you; it's the automatic default. Right. And so couples, it feels great. They connect. The sex is great. The communication's great. Whatever. It's just wonderful being in love. They're open. They're open. But then what happens? within the first one to three years, that oxytocin and dopamine starts to go away. The limerence starts to fade away. And as the limerence fades away, what happens?
1: The rose-colored glasses come off. Mm -hmm. And they start noticing all the stuff they don't like and start pointing it out and complaining about it and talking about it all the time. And then each person feels judged and starts to hold back and they're less vulnerable and less connected and it feels like something's wrong. Why aren't you making me feel the way you made me feel in the beginning? What's wrong with you? Either people decide you don't love me anymore or there's something wrong with you. You're doing it wrong. So they start complaining all the time.
0: Exactly. And then when you do it to your partner, your partner's going to turn around and do it to you. And then you're going to do it back to them and it's adversarial all of a sudden. And now all you guys can see in a relationship is what you don't like about each other. And of course, nobody wants to be in a relationship like that. So now, most couples will break up because of that, because they're out of they, they they lost that in love feeling, right? And they're only focused on what they don't like, what they don't want in their relationship and from their partner. Now, the love report cards comes to save the day, and here's how it does it. The first time around, maybe you did it, did it naturally by default, nature was helping you out, but then you have to learn how to do it consciously. You have to learn to intentionally fall back in love because you can fall back in love. It might, it's not gonna be the same type of, you know, it's not gonna be as intense, um, but it's still gonna be in love. It's still gonna be that same feeling. And it's gonna feel good. But you have to consciously create that. You have to consciously get that back. And how do you do that? By focusing on gratitude and appreciation. It's like what? it's like a, a a beautiful weapon. The more you use it and you focus on it, the better you, better it gets. And
1: can I have a wand instead of a weapon? A wand.
0: I like a okay, wand. Okay,
1: I, yeah. I no, I'm I'm about the I'm love, not, baby. I'm yeah, about like to love. Wand. I want no weapons. <laughs> right.
0: No, I like the wand too.
1: Okay, I'll have a wand. Thank right. you.
0: Um so once again, okay, you got me thinking weapon now. Weapon now. <laughs>
1: just think magic wand magic wand it's the magic magic magic. wand of love
0: so now the first time nature did it for you so now with the with the report cards what you want to do is to constantly express that appreciation to your partner over and over and over again as much as possible and eventually you will start to fall back in love and every time you do it and express that gratitude and appreciation you'll get a dopamine fix so you'll actually start to get that high again and then it'll become addictive. And then you automatically will focus on what you want, what you love, and appreciate about your partner because each time you do it, you get a reward.
1: Yes, exactly. So let's go through the ten dimensions of love because you guys, we really, literally, I think we started out with like thirty. We had thirty dimensions of love, and then we were like, "Let's just ain't like that
0: much goddamn love in the world." Was, thirty know. dimensions of love. No, no, too much, too much, too
1: much love, too much love. No such thing as too much love. Um, But a lot of them were repeats of the same type of idea, just using different words. So we really, really worked on this list. We surveyed a bunch of couples um, and we looked at our own relationship. And these are powerful. So really take them in. So let's talk about. And
0: and what we did when we were doing it was to go, okay, whatever problem we could imagine that couples go through, it has to be captured within that 10 dimensions. Mm -hmm. So that was the goal. So if you could say well my partner is not faithful. Mm-hmm. Okay, that would go under trust. Right. Or my partner is never shows up on time. That could go under consideration. So no matter what the issue is, we can cover it. Cover it within those 10 dimensions. That's
1: right. good. So with trust, we want you guys to really think about what trust means to you. And realize trust is about behavior. And what behaviors do you have that your partner can consistently count on? And, you know, we all make mistakes. We all have moments where we don't make the best choices in life. And even in a marriage, we have to forgive and we have to move forward. But when you make a mistake and you do something wrong, if you consistently keep making that mistake and you don't adjust, you will ruin the trust in your relationship. And that's your responsibility. And so be really mindful of the behaviors that your partner says are good for them and also make them not feel so good. And if you make a mistake, if you fall off, you know, your partner can forgive you. You can forgive yourself, but you must adjust that behavior And at the same, by the same token, if you have a partner that's made a mistake and you don't feel like you trust them, if you've chosen to forgive, which it's your choice, you have to forgive. You can't keep bringing it back. You can't keep going back and looking at the mistake and throwing it in their face because now you're breaking their trust because you said you forgive. So trust goes both ways in a relationship. And so be very mindful of how you show up and what behaviors you need to adjust to make your partner feel trust and for you to be trusting in a relationship
0: for all you listeners out there i want you to stop and honestly think about this when it comes to trust in your relationship what grade would you give yourself a b c d or f how trustworthy are you in your relationship so go ahead and write that down.
1: I'll tell you, Anthony. So I'll use our relationship as trust. One of the things, one time Anthony asked me this question. He asked me, what do I love about our marriage? And my answer was that I trust him completely. I never think about infidelity I mean, it's just not on my radar. It's not something that I feel like I have to watch for. Like, I know a lot of people in relationships, they're watching for it, they're waiting for it, they're scared of it, they're concerned about it, but I never even think about it because, first of all, he's never cheated on me, and second of all, because he communicates to me how much he loves me, how important I am to him. He wants to spend time with me. He makes a point to let me know I'm important to him and he wants to be with me. He wants to roll with me. He wants me with him. So I never worry. He don't have time to be cheating with nobody because I'm with him all the time. (laughs) So that's something I never worry about. So I trust them completely. Another part of trust with you, Anthony, is you always do what you say you're going to do. I can't always count on when you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. And I know that. And you're going to do it your way and in your time, but you're going to do it. So I share that with you guys because that's an example of what it looks like. You know the person They're doing and saying and doing things that help you to feel trusting and you don't have to worry about who they are or what they're doing. I know who Anthony is.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Well, thank you. That's very nice. And with you, I'd give you an A. Um, Thanks. You know, and I say that because I look at it like that trust fall thing, like, you know, when you fall back and over the 30 years, by doing through your actions, You've shown me that if I fall back, you're always going to be there to catch me. And that's a very great, good feeling, and I've never had anybody in my life that I could honestly let go and know that this person's got my back. And I could always trust that. Whether you're mad at me, uh, whether I piss you (laughs) off, it doesn't matter.
1: I still catch you when I'm mad?
0: Yeah, you still catch me. You're going to give me looks, dirty looks (laughs) when you catch me. (laughs) But it's all right. You're going to catch me. That's I'm right. Cool with that. I'm
1: going to let you know. Yeah. I'll catch you, but I'm going to let you know if I'm mad.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, and with the, with the trust thing too, with, as far as like cheating, to me that's just mind-blowing when I see like how many couples still deal with that. And I just take for granted that we don't deal you, with that. We don't deal with that. And we've been, we've been together for so long. And that jealousy thing is just not there because we trust each other so much. And not only the trust, it's for my part. I look at it like this, and I tell guys that all the time, guys that cheat. The bottom line is that always choose peace of mind over piece of ass. Right. Always choose peace of mind over piece of ass. Because, yes, that moment you get that, you do your thing, and you might feel like, okay, but now you're stressed out. Now you feel guilty. Now you feel ashamed of yourself. Now you got to cover your tracks. Now you got to worry. Now you got to stress out. And eventually you're going to get caught. And so is it worth it? It's not worth nope. it. From my perspective, it's just not worth it. And then me thinking about you cheating, not only, like I said, does that, does that like a no, doesn't it, it never crossed my mind. But my perspective on that also is that, for one, I didn't come into this world with a vagina. And I'm not going to leave this world <laughs> with a vagina. So while I'm here, I don't own a vagina. True story. Right. So at any point, your woman can give that vagina away. And you will never know it. She can give it away to another woman, another man, or a small farm animal. You'll never know it. You will never know. So if, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out. So until then, it's like, why focus on it? Why make it up? Why think why about it? About why worry about it? Why worry about it? Yes, that might sound a little crazy, but that's just the mind of Anthony Clark. Yes, it is. Um, so trust. So now that's trust. The next
1: one is honesty. You want to start with honesty?
0: Honesty to me is about being vulnerable, being authentic, and... Being consistent. And when it comes to honesty, you get an A. I give you an A again. And there are things, don't get me wrong, that there might be miscommunication or or different perspectives on things. Right. But overall, I always know that you have good intentions. Your intentions are not to hurt me, not to hide things from me, but to be as honest as possible. I remember in the beginning of our relationship, it was like, we were being more, we're being honest with each other, probably more honest than we've ever been with anybody in our lives. But even with that honesty, the levels of honesty, it increased over time. So we can go be more and more honest and more and more honest and more and more honest. And as you learn that you could trust your partner and they're not going to go anywhere and and that they can still still love and accept you, then it's easy to become more honest and more and more honest. But there are different levels of honesty. And so I definitely would give you an A on that one.
1: You know, and you guys, these uh, 10 dimensions of love on the report card, they dovetail into each other. So if you notice what he just said, you become more and more honest in your relationship when you trust your partner. Because that vulnerability, it's scary. And so honesty requires some trust. Most people are not honest when they don't trust their partner. I give, Anthony, you get an A plus for honesty you are brutally honest. You do not hold back. You tell it like it is. You, one time, you guys, let me just tell you how honest Anthony is. Uh-oh. One time I was going somewhere and he said, you cannot wear that because you are not 26 anymore. And I was like.
0: <laughs> Did I say that? Yep.
1: And he was like, and you got a little muffin top thing going on with that? it too. Yes. When was this? Uh, I don't know, but it happened. Trust oh, okay.
0: Me. Wait, years ago. Okay, years right, ago. Right, yeah, yes. Yeah, I got you.
1: But can I tell you, in that moment, I was so irritated that he said that to me. It even kind of hurt my feelings. But you know, I turned around. I went right back in the house, changed my clothes. I think I even threw the outfit away. I was like, I guess I'm never wearing this again because I was 40. Right, right, right. I remember I was like 40. And you said, you're not 26 anymore. But can I tell you, I'm not mad at it, babe. In that moment, I might have been a little mad at it. But I went inside and I looked at myself and I saw what you saw but I didn't see it the first time I walked out the house. And after that, I noticed a lot of 40-year-old women dressing like they're 26, and I don't want to be that chick. So you you were helping me, you were looking out for me. And that's the thing about you, why I would give you an A+. You're brutally honest, but I know your intentions are always good. And again, it goes back to the trust. I trust you, you're never gonna tell me something just to be mean to me or to put me down, or to make me feel bad about myself. You're going to tell me the truth because you love me. You're not going to let me walk out the house with a booger on my nose right. and be like, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings. So I don't want to tell her she's got a booger on her nose, but I'm gonna let everybody else see her with a booger on her nose. No, you're going to tell me. And so I I really trust and appreciate how brutally honest you are. It took me a minute in the beginning to get used to it cuz i'm sensitive. I'm a Pisces, I'm sensitive. My feelings get hurt. So you've learned over the years how to package your honesty a lot nicer than in the beginning. You've learned over the
0: years. Actually, i remember that time now and i and what the reason i can remember it is because I cried.
1: The, I ran crying no, no. and screaming. No, no.
0: Well, before that, like a couple of weeks or maybe a month or something like that before you had a conversation with me about being honest with you about how you look. Right. Because you were saying like, men just be like, no, yeah, everything looks good. And you're like, don't be like that. I, if something, you tell me, you tell me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, <laughs> all right. That's I appreciated want, yeah.
1: it. I appreciated it. So the bottom line is, babe, you get an A plus. Thank you. I'm not appreciate judging that. you for it. I'm, no. I, I appreciate it. It's helped me to grow. But again, if I didn't trust you, and I thought you were doing it just to be mean, or to attack me or judge me or hurt me, it would not go over so well. So it really goes back to I know who you are. So the next one is consideration. Oh my god, Anthony, you get an A plus on this, you are considerate to a fault, you go out of your way to consider me to make sure that I have something to eat. This past weekend, I was on a 3-day webinar that I spoke on and every morning like you when I got up, you had the coffee waiting for me. You poked your head in while I was on Zoom and you know, saw if I asked me if I needed something. You brought lunch into me, you brought snacks into me. You're always looking out for me. You are the most consider it and i love and adore that about you you will do anything for me a plus sir
0: a plus thank you a plus i don't think you can give pluses on it i'm giving them to you take them receive them thank you thank you thank you you are welcome consideration i agree that uh you get an a plus too if we give pluses then yay and for the same reasons you look out for me the same way you always make sure that you know if you cook something or eating something you'll offer me and if you go shopping, you'll think of me and buy me a little something, little cute little things. or <laughs> They always take me into consideration. What does Anthony want? How's Anthony going to feel? Um, what do you need? What do I need? That means a lot to me because growing up, I didn't always have that. So as an adult, um, that really, that's something that's very important to me. So
1: That's a good point, baby. I think, you know, people do two, one of two things. If you didn't have something in your life growing up, you either become exactly the same or you do the opposite. And I feel the same as you with this. Like, I didn't feel highly considered mm-hmm. in my childhood. And because you consider me so much, I notice it and it makes me want to do it for you. Like, we do that for each other because we know we missed that. We know each other's yeah. story, right? Yeah.
0: And, and you know, with my inner child, that's so important too, with consideration is because growing up, I felt like, people weren't considerate of me, my siblings weren't considerate of me, um, but I was really overly considerate of everybody else. So when everybody's birthday, my siblings, I'm busting my butt, doing extra jobs so I could get money to give them gifts. Then on my birthday, they wouldn't give me anything. And after years of that, I just got tainted and I got pissed off and I was like, screw that, I'm gonna be the opposite now, right. like you said. And I became incredibly inconsiderate, intentionally. It was like, screw that. People don't look out for me, so I'm not looking out for anybody else. Forget that. Right. So I stopped buying gifts. I stopped being considerate. I stopped putting other people first. And it worked for a while. It really helped me to move forward. But then at a certain point in my life, it was like it started working against me. But in order for me to be considerate like that with someone, it was I could only do it if I felt first and foremost that they were giving me that.
1: Right. It's a mirror again. Right. right. So it was
0: like, I'm not giving it to anyone unless someone gives it to me on a level that's so incredible because that's the same level that I want to give it back because that's inside of me, all that love and that consideration. But I had to wait for the right person. And you were that person because I trusted you. You are honest with me. So that enabled me to be considerate of you because you were considerate of me.
1: There's that dovetail again. And you know, uh, we grew up in the era where you know, it's not like today where kids were seen and not heard. Go sit down, shut up, get outside, don't come in till it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, There's it a, it a book we of magic, did go not, play with them. Right? We were not considered. They would say stuff in front of us as if we couldn't hear. Like grown folks would talk grown folks business right in front of us. That was the best. I I kind of liked that too as a kid. Like I learned a lot.
0: I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping right now.
1: (laughs) I'm hearing all your business, and I don't know why you think I can't hear you. Uh, (laughs) People still do that today. They talk in front of children like they can't hear. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm sitting in the back, so like, uh, oh, "Oh, my mama's slut.
1: Oh my god, Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Anthony. I hope your mother doesn't hear that.
0: Oh, no. I'm just joking, ma.
1: <laughs> I'm just joking, ma. Uh, I'm just joking. Just uh, oh, you know what was playing. the other one? When we were little, like you'd be sitting on the couch watching cartoons or something. And they'd be like, the grownups would come in and say, move. I want to sit there. And like no consideration. So consideration <laughs> in adult life is like, ah, uh, it's like a life force. So yeah. I appreciate how considerate you are of me and I am of you. So I'm glad we give each other great grade on that. Next is communication.
0: Communication.
1: Uh, Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first?
0: Okay. When it comes to communication, okay, once again, people are like, these corny people, they keep giving each other A's. But it's really that good. And that's why, because we've been at this for a long time, people, 30 years. So we mastered the game. So you get an A for communication um, because you're you're very expressive. Mm -hmm. You tell me what you want. You tell me what you need. um, Whether... the good, the bad, the ugly, even if it's something that you don't like, you express it to me, which I appreciate mm-hmm. because then I know how to do better. I can't do better till I know better. right? And so I can deal with anything as long as people are honest enough to express it and tell me what you need. Um, and so with that, yes, you definitely get an A because you kill a game. I'm going
1: to be honest with you. I don't think I deserve an A. I'm just going to keep it real, especially there's like one time during the month i'm not a good communicator oh that part yeah oh, that part I'm actually really bad at communication because my hormones take over. But you get a pass for that though. But I just feel like I want to kill you during that time of the month. <laughs> so I'm not nice and I don't communicate well. Right. And then that makes you not communicate well.
0: No, but you know what? We've had this conversation before and you gave me the heads up that True. sometimes at this time of month you feel like you want to take a knife and stab me in my head. <laughs> and it's like, Dude. oh, Okay. And you're like, I know it's crazy, but it's just my hormones. It makes me think, I think like that. Right. And it's like, cool. I get it. Thanks for the honesty. I know that now. So now, let me hide all the cavalry. And when it comes to that time of month, <laughs> me wear this helmet, walk around the house with my football helmet on, and I'm good. So, you, so I appreciate the heads up. So you get a pass for that. Don't worry.
1: Okay. So then, therefore, I'll give you an A on communication. But I will say, during that time, we don't communicate well with each other because we. I feel like I pick at you and then you shut down and so it creates a whole thing. But I'm just going to be honest about it.
0: Oh, you know what? Thank you for that. I appreciate that because because yeah. it does happen. But when mm-hmm. you do it, it does trigger my inner child. I know. But then I have to just remind myself that you're not doing it on purpose because then I go back to the other ones. Trust. Right. I know I could trust that she got me. Honesty, consideration. So that's not you. I mean, it is you. Right. But it's not who you normally are. You don't idle at that. And so it's like, it's all right. So I get over
1: it. Well, thanks for that. Because literally, you guys, I'm just going to be honest. One of the ways I know that it's happening, normally I don't know what's even happening. I don't know that I'm being mean or I don't know that I'm being short or snappy. I don't notice it. The way that I notice it is my thoughts about Anthony are generally extremely positive and loving. So when the thought drops in, I want to stab him in the forehead then I realized, ooh, something's off. Something's happening. I'm having a hormonal issue right now and I need to sequester myself and just not talk and stay away and not communicate because it's not, it's not going to be nice. So I share that because I don't want people to think we're perfect. I don't want people to think like just because we're giving each other great grades that we don't have areas that we struggle. We give each other an A in communication, but does that mean that we communicate at the highest level all of the time? So these grades are generally. Like generally, yes, we communicate really, really well. So I Mm -hmm. I just want to make that clear because I don't want, I think with the whole Instagram thing and people comparing themselves, like people are looking at each other and being like, I want this perfect life. And in a relationship, there's going to be times where it's not perfect, even if it's generally really, really good. And I think that's important to, to say.
0: You know what, kudos for that, because you're absolutely right. And that's really important for people here. And that's why I said like our people will be like, oh, they're corny to give everybody A's. It, it's exactly what you just said. The overwhelming majority of the time, mm-hmm. that's what it is.
1: Right.
0: If you were like that all the time, then no, it would be a different grade. Right. But everybody has their moments where they slip, or they're not at their best, or they're feeling off, right. or they're confused, or maybe they're just playing out wrong. But they don't define that if that's just a moment in time.
1: Don't, don't define, define the a relationship. relationship by that, <laughs> if it's Jinx, just a moment you owe in time. Me coke.
0: Right. So good job. Good job.
1: All right. So the next one is attitude. Attitude.
0: Yes. Why don't you go first?
1: Attitude. You pretty much have the same attitude all the time, Anthony. You're very. In your zone, low key, stuff doesn't get to you. You have a good attitude. You're actually really positive. Sometimes it's annoyingly positive. So I will give you an A. Thank you.
0: I'll take that. And attitude with you, same thing likewise. Um, you get an A, and you are naturally in a place where you have a good attitude. But then you do even extra, like you I read. I do. You read books. What am I doing? You read books on positivity. You're constantly True. meditating. You're constantly True. doing self work. I kind of go off of just my the natural flow. Yeah. You go above and beyond. Yeah, and I'm a go, personal growth yeah, junkie. You do both. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely a personal. So you're growth definitely junkie. great attitude because of that. Yay! It's and,
1: working. Uh, All my hard work is working. You hear that, you guys? Yeah. Become a personal growth junkie. Man. It works.
0: There you go. Good attitude. Awesome. Okay, so. Attentiveness. attentiveness.
1: Ooh, attentiveness. Okay. When it
0: comes to attentiveness, paying attention to what's going on with me, attending to my needs, mm-hmm. desires, my thoughts, conversations. Okay, I'll say B. <laughs> I
1: was going to say, you better not give me an A for no, that. I'll I'm not always B. that attentive.
0: And, the, and I say B because of the phone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that most people, most couples are going through that. Mm-hmm. Where the phone is a part of our life. Big part, and we run our businesses through the phone, and you handle most of the business running aspect, Right. so you're doing it on your phone, so I get it. So most couples, like I said, they're going through this with telephones, and they're not as attentive to each other because of social media and technology these days. Mm -hmm. So actually, even a B is really damn good, considering the circumstances. (laughs) But overall, you make it a point when you're present when you're not on the phone, mm-hmm. you're there. You give me great attention, great positive attention, so you get a B, which is Yay. really damn good.
1: I just have to, and this is in, by no means justifying or defending my behavior, but you're not on your cell phone like that. You're not mm-hmm. into social yep. media. You're, you don't answer texts. You don't, you're not into it the mm-hmm. way that I'm into it, so I'm managing it all. Mm-hmm. So you, you're still in the real world you yeah. live in the real world and there's a whole nother virtual world that sometimes I have to drag you into because you don't go visit very much. That's one thing. But I want to tell a quick story. So the first time this topic came up in our marriage, Anthony had a talk with me and our daughter who was, I think, 19 at the time, 18 or 19. And he said, ladies, you know, in the evenings when we're watching movies together, it'd be really nice if you were present and you put your phones away and you weren't on your phones so we could have some quality family time. And we were like, okay, but we couldn't do it. <laughs> We kept like on commercials, we would pick our phones up and then we would get stuck and we'd get sucked in. And then we eventually just got annoyed with him and we were like, we can't do it. And he was (laughs) not happy with us. So one day it came up again and it was just he and I, and he was like, I've already told you how I feel. It's like going to dinner and having dinner by myself because you're on your phone. It's like you're having an affair with your cell phone right in front of me. (laughs) All your feels, right? All your feelings. And I remember, and I'm just sharing this with you guys because I really hope that we could be an example of how to work through things. And I got pissed. Oh, I was mad at you. I got so mad that I grabbed my stuff, like my books and my notebook, my personal growth stuff is, that I'm should, always working is on. Is the
0: part I should go hide the car now? Should I? <laughs> no, get my no, it's good. Okay. It's
1: good. It's really good. Okay. So I grabbed my stuff, my personal growth books <laughs> and my <laughs> notebook. And I was like, I'll show you. I'll go off by myself and I'll get away from you. So I remember I went to the pool Mm -hmm. and I was sitting by the pool and I was like, I'm going to get myself in a good space. I'm not going to let this get to me. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. And then this voice in my head said, girl, you mad at your husband because he wants your attention. And I was like, what? Oh my God, I'm fighting him because he loves me. What he's saying is he wants me with him. He wants me present. He wants my time. He wants my attention, and I'm mad. There are women who would kill for this, who don't get this, and I'm mad about it. So I had to check my ego. I had to have a talk with Mallory. That's my ego's name. My ego has a name. Her name is Mallory. I had to have a talk with Mallory and talk her down and calm her down. And I've done my best to change it since then. Also, then I got Anthony an iPhone 9 or 10 or something, and he got more into his phone. So then he started being on his phone. And then we kind of balanced it out, right? Because I do still have to be on my phone to run business and you know manage clients and stuff. But I am more aware, and I try to be more present, and I hope that I'm doing it. So I just wanted to share that because sometimes... You know, when your partner is asking for something from you, you can get offended and take it like they're saying you're not it or you're not good enough. And so when you're doing these report cards, it's a great way to have discussion. I realized, you know, in that moment that we were fighting, this was about attentiveness, attentiveness. I wasn't being attentive to him. He's being attentive to me and my phone was preventing the attentiveness. So Anthony, you definitely get an A on that. You're very present and very attentive and I promise to continue to work on that and on my side of it.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. And you know, real quick, I want to say that while you were doing that going through that, and this is something, once again, like being an example to people of how it works in real time. When you did that, my feelings were very hurt. That was that inner child thing again. Mm-hmm. But instead of getting sucked into... I've spent about five to ten minutes of I can't believe she did that. How can she don't love me? She don't care about me. How can she how she and then I catch myself like, er, pump the brakes. Anthony, come on. Come on. She's amazing. You know she's just not seeing it yet. She's not there yet. She got kind of defensive. She's human, just like you are. Get over it. Start focus on the things you love and appreciate about back back onto that. So I started focusing on the things I love and appreciate about you. Yep. And anytime I get upset and irritated and it comes back up again, I'd refocus back on things I love and appreciate about you. So that helped me to ride out the storm without me turning and going into a negative place and deteriorating our relationship. Yep. So I had to hold the high vibration for us. You had yeah, to hold that space. Yeah, I had to hold the space. And that's how it works. And you do it for me. And I do it for you. And that's the key to a great marriage. You got to constantly, you know, do that for each other every now and then that's going to happen.
1: Yes. Supportiveness is the next one. Number seven. You definitely get an A in this. I'm going to tell you guys, when Anthony and I first got together, nobody believes this, but I was kind of shy. I was kind of shy. I still was playing a little bit small. And he supported anything that I said that I wanted to do. I have sold lipstick. I came home one day and was like, I'm going to sell lipstick. A permanent lipstick. And he's like, I'll help you here. Let me help you create a board. And let's get you going at bridal shows. And he helped me build a booth. And he just supports anything that I try, like anything that I have endeavored to do. And there's been stuff I know you didn't really like or think was great, but you put on your game face. And And, my helmet. and your helmet. And you have just pitched in and helped me do whatever I say that I want to do. And in all honesty, that is one of the things that makes me just adore you. Like people get like, how can you guys love each other so much? It's this, you guys. It's it's the report cards. It's these 10 dimensions of love. And that's why we know that if you feel satisfied in these 10 areas, you will feel the love. Because as you see, we're not just playing giving each other A's. We have the history to back it up. And that's what creates the love. So go ahead and give me my A, honey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, you slay me. Uh, (laughs) I love you.
1: You slay me too. I love you too.
0: The best. Good times, right? You're the best. You're the best. Uh, (laughs) Um, supportiveness. Uh, You, I give you a B. What? Yeah. Yeah. And but there's a reason why it makes sense.
1: Okay. It better be good. It better be good. Don't have us fighting on this podcast.
0: I'm, that's, just, that's, I'm just kidding. That's, we we that's, can fight on the podcast after, if you want. <laughs> that's after the podcast. That's the next. That's the next level. Um, and I say that because you're always there for me, right? And you always have my back, always supportive. Mm-hmm. But the reason I say B is because we're different. We're very different. Oh, okay. And I'm like kind of sometimes like what used to be like your worst nightmare, where I just I'm a madman sometimes. So I get an idea. I think big, I have no boundaries. And it's just like, yeah, let's just kick the door down. Let's go do it. Let's jump. And you're like, whoa, whoa, dude, dude, pump the break. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's create a plan. So, so I come up with ideas and, and I do things in a way that's kind of scary to you sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because it's not the way you do it. True. Um, we're very different in that way. So I'll come up with ideas that'll make you like, so for example, when we wrote the book. right. <laughs> and my book, when I wrote it, and you helped me to write the book.
1: Right. But and, I didn't want my name on it.
0: Right. And so then it was time to come up with the title. And you, you were like, you know, somehow like love and new relationships for men. And the new. And the book was designed for men. Men that had the heart broken by women. Men that were, that were in pain. And the woman cheated on them, and screwed them over. And so those titles didn't work for me. He was like, no, that doesn't work for me. So I was like, how can I really capture what those men are going through because I went through that. Right. So it was like, huh, love in a new millennium? No. How about (laughs) how to get over that bitch and grow balls they can't resist? Yeah. (laughs) And you were like, no. I was like, yeah. You were like, no. And so, I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to sell as That's the title. I love the title. Right. And it's controversial. I'm I'm not afraid to be controversial. I'm not afraid to kick down doors. I'm not afraid. I just, and so you, you couldn't support that. So that's why I said a B. It's not that you're not supportive of me. It's just that I can push the envelope really far. That's too far out of your comfort zone sometimes. And, and that, but then again, that's being authentic. Right. So once again, trust, honesty, consideration, communication, attitude, attentiveness, supportiveness. Because of the previous ones are so strong. That, like you said, just goes into the next.
1: Well, and, and that's just me being authentically me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a good girl and you know it. And I'm not going to be yeah. out in the world like, you know, with a book title with right. the B word in it, because that makes me feel out of integrity with who I am.
0: Right, and I respect that.
1: I can support you, but I can't lose myself in supporting you. And mm-hmm. I would hope that you don't lose yourself in supporting me. You hear that, people? I hear this from women all the time. I've lost myself in the relationship. And that's what losing yourself in the relationship is. You have your own values. You have your own brain files. You are who you are. And just because you love doesn't mean you give up your values. You negotiate. And I had to say to him yeah, you're on your own with this one, homie. I get that you want to do it (laughs) and I support you doing it for you, but I can't be part of it. And Anthony's right. He is an idea a minute and he will come up with all these great ideas. And then he looks to me because I'm the, you know, I'm the support system. I'm the plan maker. I'm the implementer. I'm like, all right, this is how we're going to put it together. And so he comes up with, and I'm like, oh, no, not that one. Uh -uh, No, I can't. Uh -uh, I can't help you with that one, homie. So, but I appreciate that you accept that, you know? No. And
0: that's the beauty of it. I'm not supposed to be like you. You're not supposed to be like me. Otherwise, I'll be married to myself. True like,
1: story. Right. Why do people want to be married to themselves? Like they try to make their partner just like them.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And so
1: we need the balance. We right. need the, the difference. It's like
0: um, a fork and a spoon. Mm-hmm. You use them for the same purpose. They work together, but they just work differently. Yep. And one's not wrong for being different. You want them to both be different. That's what makes it yeah. possible.
1: I've learned that quite a bit from you. So. Thank you for that. So, okay. did I give you your green? I did, right? Uh, yes,
0: I think so much. Okay, so. Oh yeah,
1: no. because I said go ahead and give me mine. <laughs> so,
0: so what's next up, uh, my, uh, my, my beautiful spoon wife?
1: <laughs> physical appearance. I think this is a huge one that needs to be discussed. You know, most people, if you think about it, what attracts you to someone? Their physical appearance. And then so many people get in relationship and then just give up. Just stop doing it. Like, stop looking good. Stop caring about how they look. And I know it might seem a little bit shallow, but I'm just going to be honest. It's easy to deal with all the other 10 dimensions when you're physically attracted to the person. True. If they fall a little bit or they fall off a little bit or they're not coming correct. If they're hot, you're like, Mm. well, Okay, yeah, we can true. work on it. Yeah, <laughs> but if they're not hot, you're like, this shit. Uh, why am I putting up with this? Yeah. Every time I get mad at you, Anthony, every time. In my head, I'm like, he's still hot, though. <laughs>
0: he's still oh, hot. Thank
1: you. <laughs> and he's your, he's your match. He's your partner. He's your love. Mm-hmm. Like, But seriously, if you were not hot, it would probably be a different conversation. I'm just keeping it real 100%. So, 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 so I work good. hard to keep myself in a good place for you too. So you get an A for physical appearance. Thank and we're aging. We've been together for almost 30 years. So we're we're not, neither one of us is 25 anymore. So the fact that I still feel that way about you is awesome. It makes me one of the happiest girls in the world. Beautiful.
0: Love it. Thank you. I you're receive welcome. that. So let me ask you this hmm. real quick. Okay. So you're attracted to me. Uh-huh. How do you feel when other women are attracted to me? I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why is that?
1: Because you're beautiful and you're awesome. And I think that it's nice for other people to enjoy you. I still enjoy looking at other people. I still look at, if I see a hot guy, I look at him like, oh, he's hot. But it doesn't mean that I don't love you. So So, that's just my mindset about it. I I don't do jealousy or like, I honestly, this is arrogant, I think, but it's the truth. I don't think anybody could take you from me. I just really don't. I, I My thought is this. This is my belief. If they try to take you, they could have you for a minute and they're going to bring you right back because mm. nobody's mm. going to be able to deal with you the way, I deal, right the way yeah. that I deal with you. They'll be like, uh, ma'am, here you go. We're, we're bringing him back to you. Right. Wow. He's that's yours.
0: Great. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Seriously. Good point. Um, uh, yeah, I feel the same way about you. With physical appearance, you get an eight. And yay. in the beginning of our relationship, that's really definitely... Was one of the things I really loved about you. You were literally one of the most beautiful women I've ever had ever met, mm-hmm. and so it was like, all right. But and the scary thing was, a lot of times you'll meet a woman when you're younger and she's beautiful, and then by the time she, when she's older, it's a complete flip. It's like, <laughs> damn. And you'd be like, I used to be beautiful when I was younger. People be like, really, <laughs> really? <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> okay. But Is this
1: man's biggest fear, Anthony? Yeah. Are you are you sharing it's your energy? Deep- most men. thoughts with us yeah. right now?
0: <laughs> but with you even now, you you're still one of the most beautiful women I've ever met.
1: You're so sweet. And you, didn't, and you
0: didn't flip on me and I love that I love there's so many times I'm just staring at you like you don't catch me but I'm like a stalker in the corner just watching <laughs> like damn she's I still pretty I catch you
1: I feel it I'm like damn she's still he's flying. staring at my booty right damn, now walking still, past him <laughs> and it's
0: like you just got this classic beauty that's just like huh it's, just, it's gorgeous. I just love it. Other men watch you and stare at you. I don't. It doesn't bother me. These lines are not disrespectful. I, I get it. You're beautiful. They should stare at you. They should look at you. You to be looked at. Thank um, you. That's important. And so, couples, I want y'all to hear this right now. Did you see what just happened with us? My wife just admitted in front of me that she still finds other men attractive she'll see other men and be like wow he's an attractive guy and I just said that in front of my wife
1: wait did you say you find other women attractive what wait 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 wait, wait, wait. wait, did I miss that
0: I'm sorry let me let me throw it in right now I find other women attractive too
1: that doesn't go away when you get married
0: it does not go away when I get married why not because I still have eyeballs (laughs) and I still have a pulse (laughs) right and so keeping it real you will always find other people attractive so what I hope so what you don't have to act on it right you don't have to act on it but it's okay to acknowledge admit it and stop trying to be phony and fake like no I don't I don't I don't no you know what I'm gonna let you in on another secret
1: I already know where you're going
0: My family butt watches with me. Yep. My name is Anthony Clark and I'm a, he and loves my, a my big butt watcher. And my hope my entire family butt watches. My daughters, they butt watch with me. My wife, my, she butt watches. We sit, we get together, we'll be out somewhere, and somebody a booty will walk by and they'll be like, the girls will be the first ones to be like, oh, girl, look at that one. At, oh, oh. And the whole family looks like, oh, okay. We'll get a little laugh, a giggle, and we'll keep it moving. It's okay. You're still individuals. You don't have to stop being who you are. But The keys are just be respectful about it. Yeah. Okay. And and don't act on it. All right. Because you'll
1: break trust.
0: So that was a growth moment.
1: Okay, good job. So the next one is romance. We're almost
0: there, people. Hang on. Hang on.
1: Romance romance is means something different to everyone. And when I think of romance, I think of like candles and music and flowers and lingerie and you know sexy stuff. I don't feel like I'm that romantic. I'm just gonna be honest about it. I feel like I kinda I'm working at it, but I'm kind of a busy girl, right? So I'm busy. I don't think about that stuff, but Anthony, you do. You are great at romance. You love to have a drink with candles every night. You light the candles in the living room when we watch TV. You know, if we have a drink, you put it in a nice glass. This is a very uh, vulnerable moment here. You choose the right music when we make love. You get the bedroom ready. Like you are on point when it comes to oh, romance. Yeah. <laughs> And so you you get an A for romance. You're very romantic.
0: Thank you very very much. I appreciate that, and I take pride in being romantic, and I cherish being romantic with you. And it's something very special, and I feel like you deserve it. So I, I do it. it, and it makes me feel good to do it.
1: I'm gonna get better at it. I promise.
0: Um, actually, you will get. I give you a B plus. Okay. For me, the romantic part of you is the way you touch me, the way you hold me. The way you look at me, like I'm the greatest thing on the planet. Sometimes you just look into my Yay, eyes and it's like huh. it's that. It's the gentleness.
1: I feel better. I was really hard on myself about not being romantic. Yeah. Thank you for that. I yeah, didn't it, know it, that. It
0: really is, and it's such a soft, feminine, powerful energy. But it's just like I could tell how much you adore me. True story. And I to do me, that you. becomes romant- that's romantic to me. So it doesn't matter what you're doing, but you're just doing it with that energy, which makes it romantic. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the, the last, last one, one. The grand finale. Sex. Sex, sex, sex. Yes. All
1: right. Grading your partner on sex. Okay. So we've been together, like you guys have heard a million times, 30 years. If we haven't perfected it by now, there's no perfecting it in our relationship. You know, just the chef. fact that it's still everything still works. Right? <laughs> <I'm> grateful. <laughs> Grateful, thank you, Jesus. So you definitely get an A for sex. Uh,
0: Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Sex, Melanie Clark, you get an A. Okay. And you get an A because for one, you're very sexy. Two, credible skills, just amazing skills, very skillful individual.
1: Thank you, thank you. Okay, people are gonna be like, she a freak. She a
0: freak of the week. You know what? And I don't care. I, and it's okay. You
1: could call me a freak. And you that's know, why I've been married 30 years. That's mm-hmm. right.
0: you got to learn how to be a freak in the bedroom. That's, <laughs> right? what, that's how it works, people. Right. Lady outside the bedroom, a freak in the bedroom. It's mm-hmm. okay. Honestly, we just got great chemistry together, sexual chemistry, and compatibility. Yeah. And we know each other so well. It's just good. It's just really good.
1: Well, and I'll add this. We actually talk about sex. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't talk about sex. I find it fascinating in our society people don't want to talk about sex or money and everybody wants both but nobody wants to talk about it anthony and i are like we're when we say we use our relationship as a a lab we're not kidding because you change your sex life is going to change over the years what turned you on you know in the beginning is maybe won't turn you on in two years But a lot of couples have a hard time talking about that because it hurts their feelings or they feel judged or they feel not good enough. We've done a great job of like, okay, that doesn't work for me anymore. I don't want that anymore because we tend to get into like habits and patterns and you just do the same thing, same stuff over and over again. And so I think we've done a really great job of communicating and experimenting with each other. Like, do you like that? Mm-hmm. Is that pressure good? Do you want some more pressure there? Do you want it like this? Do you want it like that? How is that? I just think it's really the communication. Yeah, yeah and, I, I and I openness. That. Right.
0: And it's the the freedom to an openness to express where you're at and what turns you on. To be really honest about what turns you on, even if it doesn't work for your partner, you know your partner knows now and then you can find something else, maybe meet you halfway. But in relationships and you know, sex is like everything else. You If you're not growing, you're dying. And so you got to keep growing. You got to keep expanding. You got to keep the lines of communication open. And you just got to keep putting in the energy. And and this, I think, is the biggest part of it. Hmm. If you look at the nine dimensions that came before that, if you're not cutting it in those nine dimensions before that, you ain't going to be able to cut it in the bedroom. True that. True that. True that. So if you don't get the other ones right, the bedrooms, that's going to die too. Mm -hmm. So sex is very, very important but I want the dimensions are just I want to add
1: this too because we're going to have to wrap up here pretty soon. I also want to say to those couples that have small children, like give each other some grace. It's really hard to have an amazing hot sex life when you have small children. But I'm here to tell you Anthony's here to tell you Emptiness will happen one day, and you'll be able to make noise again, and you'll be able to walk around naked, you gonna
0: get butt naked?
1: and you'll you be gonna able to do naked? it in the kitchen or the living room naked? or wherever you want. Yeah. So hang in there. It's going to happen. Right. And be gentle with each other and give each other grace while you're raising your small children. So this is the love report cards. These are the 10 dimensions of love on the love report cards. And We've- if
0: you guys want to actually use the love report cards, you can oh, go yeah, to so our website, at the amazing and you'll find it there. And you can actually go through it and actually fill one out and send it to yourself. Not your partner. Don't send it to your partner.
1: Unless you want to break
0: up. Yes. If you
1: do, you can. (laughs) And like we said, if you're
0: single and you want to know if you're compatible with somebody that you've been dating. Assess it. Assess it with the love report cards. Grade yourself and grade your partner.
1: Um, that was awesome. Thank you for all the good grades. I'm feeling I'm feeling myself Uh, right now. I'm I'm feeling really, really good about myself. Thank you for that, Anthony. No problem,
0: no problem. Okay, so on that notes, people, I'm gonna go through it real quick with you. What are the ten dimensions of love? Trust, honesty, consideration, communication, attitude, attention, supportiveness, physical parents, romance, and sex. Ten dimensions <laughs> of love, people, right there for you.
1: Yes. So uh, we're so happy to share this with you guys. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. Make
0: sure you guys follow us. Make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you follow us on the Black Love Plus.
1: Yes. And uh, we are the Amazing
0: Clarks. Thank you for joining our Love Revolution. <laughs>